Welcome to the Closing Time Podcast. I am Joe McGuire, along with Abby Bro, and our very special guest uh, happens to be a very good friend of mine mm-hmm. and a guy who I do almost all of my business with, Chris Sedillo from North Point Mortgage. Uh, he's a mortgage banker and one of the best, as far as I'm concerned. You've wow. been doing this for a yep. very long time. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, you and your company, which which is not new, but newer. Sure, yeah. As far uh, as, as you're concerned. Absolutely, and thanks for having me, guys. It's, it's great to be here. Yeah. Uh, as you said, uh, local lender, we're out of Rocky Hill. I've been in the business 15 years, so I feel like I've seen some of the ups and downs and certainly some of the topics we're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Uh, been through that situation as well. Um, so definitely just a, a, a local mortgage banker, deal with residential mortgages one to four family. Obviously, refinances are going off the charts right now due yeah, to interest yeah. rates, which takes us to probably the biggest news that we've had. Right. right. This past Friday, what yeah. happened? So uh, the Fed announced uh, once again that they were going to be cutting rates a quarter percent. Mm-hmm. In our business, real estate and mortgages, that doesn't translate to all of a sudden the rate you got Thursday is a quarter percent lower on Friday. Right, and I think that's where some people yeah. have um, a learning curve or a, a disconnect, really. Correct. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, when the Fed cuts rates, it is not tied to long-term loans, and mortgages are long-term loans, right? right. So uh, what this really affects initially, um, which is, again, good for economy-wise, uh, is this affects short-term type loans, student loans, credit card interest rates, um, home equity mortgages, um, personal loans, right. car loans. So these are all things tied to the Fed cut. Um, Mortgage-backed securities or mortgages are a long-term loan which are not affected uh, initially and normally throughout the period of a rate cut uh, because, again, it's a long-term loan. When a Fed cuts rates, it's to stimulate, it's to uh, help uh, solve some of the credit card debt issues which are out there. Um, And that's really where these types of cuts are, are concerned right off the bat. Okay. Yeah, and what they're seeing is, you know, the economy is growing and they're looking to have it continue go in that direction, um, but yet still a lot of Americans still have a lot of debt. Yeah. And what they're doing to kind of counteract that is cutting the rates. Correct. Which helps that immediately, and then we'll see even more in 2020. So we're hearing. Yeah. Um, I do hear that this will certainly be the last Fed rate cut for this year. Right. So certainly going into 2020 is when we... Hope to see another cut for everybody out there on the smaller termed uh, loans where they can save again on credit card, uh, interest rates, car loans, things like that. Mm-hmm. So that's gonna help everybody save obviously, you know, per month and help keep driving this economy dumping back in, you know? Um, we had a great sign with jobs creation and I don't know mm-hmm. if you were, or if you saw it, did you see the revised numbers for August and September? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, incredible, yeah. right? So, you know, this is a, a situation where, okay, great. So we, we've created now 128,000 jobs as of the uh, November 1st uh, announcement, which is for October. Um, But August and September were revised. And in August, September, um, I had the number here, it was somewhere around 95,000 jobs were revised as created. So, guys, I mean, we're talking uh, over 200,000 jobs actually revised or and or created uh, in this past three-month period. That's awesome. Fantastic, right? Now, are you seeing um, an increase in people asking for, for mortgages because of this? Or yes. Uh, also an increase uh, for folks wanting to take advantage of the rates where they are now because, I mean, even... Yeah. 
Typical situation, um, you know, just a year ago, so, so this at this point right now, okay, the average mortgage rate is, is just a little over 3.8% uh, for a 30-year fixed, perfect borrower, yada, yada, yeah. yada, right? Vanilla, vanilla. That's um, like what you see on the ads, like all the Or any billboard that can't close your loan, but it announces yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so this is the national average. That doesn't mean East Coast. That, that's a national uh, number here. Uh, but at this time last year, that was 4.8. Wow. Four oh. point, guys, that's a... That's a huge uh, decrease in just one year. So yeah. obviously, um, I am paying my bill at Verizon, and I, this is ringing, mm -hmm. and it's due to you know the refinance questions that I'm getting. But I'm I'm seeing that I can't do a lot of these refinances in some cases because the debt to income levels of these folks. Oh, so you know what you were told when you bought a home. Okay, you just bought a big investment, stop there, don't go out and buy the two new cars now and everything yes. else that goes with it. Um, I am seeing that, I guess, you know, certainly job field-wise, incomes are going up. Um, you know, spending is out there. Spending so is out are there. spending and perhaps they are racking up a little bit more right. debt than yep. they wanted to. It's interesting because my wife asked me to ask you today mm -hmm. if we should refi again mm -hmm. or yeah. not. Yep. So I will, you can definitely look that over later, yep. uh, but maybe a home equity loan based off the Fed cut would be maybe a more sensible thing. Depends. You know, it depends. Home equity loans. We'll talk afterwards. Yeah, yeah. But but this is a good question, yeah. and this is what comes up: is should I do everything, just wrap it into a home equity instead of going into a full thirty-year mortgage? And the difference really being is this: uh, a thirty-year mortgage. You know, you're wrapping in a whole set of closing costs. Obviously, you're changing lenders uh, or investors that are now going to be collecting your mortgage, um, and in most cases, you're doing what's called a cash-out refinance. So a cash-out refinance is: hey, I have a kid going to college next year. I need to pull out of the home that we have equity in and put towards that. We need a new car. We have uh, repairs needed in the house. So right. that's a very sensible uh, reason to do what's called a cash out refinance, okay? For those reasons. For those reasons. Home equities are not generally a great idea to say, hey, I want to take advantage of where Prime is right now, which yeah. by the way was at like 4.7. Yeah, and so so Prime right now is at 4.75. It was at 5%. Um, and then you're adding in obviously you know, more interest rate to that as the local bank lender who's giving you a home equity loan. Oh, okay. It's like a giant credit card. It's an interest only payment, mm -hmm. you know, for X amount of years. So you're not using yeah. this money to have a really great Christmas. You're not building equity either. Yeah, yeah, terrible. Yeah. So there's going to be circumstances and there is every single day or week that I'll say, oh, home equity makes total sense. Go call the local person that you have your checking in savings with. They have a relationship with you. It's an easy, easy uh, synergy. Right. Um, but in some cases, it's not. Mm. You know, uh, you really have to kind of weigh uh, the differences. And, and a great example of this is a customer right now who is refinancing cash out. And we're going FHA because FHA is a very good, lenient program. Well. Definitely. Yeah. And, um, you know, FHA, another advantage to them is they will allow you to refinance up to 85% of your property. Mm -hmm. So, that's a pretty big number to be able to try to pay off some debt. This current situation that I'm dealing with, they have over $1,000 a month liquid savings, mm -hmm. getting rid of their credit card debt, wrapping it into the mortgage. You still have 15% equity in that home. Oh, wow. You're getting rid of seven credit cards that you've been living with for how many years now at this huge balance and huge monthly number. Yeah. And you're able to save over $1,000 a month in liquid funds. Wow. Yeah.
Yeah, that so. seems like a no-brainer. Well, you would think. You would think. <laughs> you would think, yeah. Yeah, so um, something that I've been hearing a lot recently is the bubble's going to burst, it's mm. just going to get worse, um, home prices are going to drop, that's why I'm holding off on buying now, and in the, you know, the near future, maybe six months. Yep is what it would be the perfect time to buy. Yep. Is that correct? Are you seeing that? No, no. way. First of all, rates, again, we're talking about Fed cuts, so we're talking about happy, right. hey, yay, you know, put the banners up. We definitely are, you know, they're cutting the rate, and we know what that means now. It means yeah. lower-termed type situations, car loans, things like that. Um, this, rates have actually been creeping up on 30-year mortgages for the last three weeks. Mm which is never something in the news that they're gonna go, yeah, right. you know? Yeah, no. Um, those are actually creeping up, guys. Um, the more we have the stock market plunging, which is happening right now a little bit, um, that will force investors to go into a more secure area. And what's a secure area? Mortgage-backed securities, home ownership. Right. That is the most, to me, it's a very safe investment for me to go buy a home right now at a low rate, Mm -hmm. a good price, mm -hmm. if you yep. can find the inventory, right? Um, and have that nest egg wrapped up into something right there, mm -hmm. okay? Than to be playing with the stock market the way it is right now, in my opinion. Yeah. So real estate, again, to me, another great vehicle right now to use as an investment for down the road. Mm. Safer, certainly, than the stock market. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and now, sense. because of the tax code, buying in 2019 calendar year also comes with major benefits as well. Yeah. Yep. So yep. would you say now would probably really be the, the right time to make a move? You're on the last leg of trying to take advantage. Absolutely. Um, and I think the biggest misconception, and you guys must see this all the mm -hmm. time, you, you see the, well, I'm going to wait. They just yep. lowered the Fed. Well, now you got to go through the, what the Fed really means to them, right? Um, then you have this other uh, thought, school of thought where, well, things are going to get better. House prices are going to go down a little bit. Right. Well, no. Um, our biggest issue in Connecticut, in my opinion, is inventory. Yep. Inventory is 100%. Okay. Yeah. So you're sitting there on a Saturday looking at a home, and you're going to under, you know, hey, it's 210000 Let's offer them 190 <laughs> Well, the problem is because inventory is not out there that's very you know, there, there's not a ton of move-in, ready, perfect type of inventory for the first-time home buyer or whatever else it is. And there's no perfect house, right? No, you're, but you're but there's a used home but there's a good equity the situation. There's a neighborhood. There's the schools. There's yeah. everything else with it. Um, and you're undercutting this seller who, right now, prices are where they should be. No one is over. I'm not seeing appraisals come out low. Okay, no. they're 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 right there on the money. On the money, or maybe yeah. like you know, ten under. Or 10 over, I'm sorry. A squeak, yeah, yeah. a squeak. Yeah. And you'll see that in some cases for sure, but right. it's certainly, we're seeing more a little bit over a than bit a little over. bit under, yeah. right? Um, and again, as a real estate agent, you're getting this question all the time, well, let's just wait, they, they gotta go down again. You're, you're waiting on a situation where on Friday, seven people looked at it, on the, yep. the Saturday you looked at it, another 25 looked at it. You're losing your bid. If you're not serious uh, enough about making the right bid, forget about getting the house. Mm -hmm. uh, and where rates are right now, I mean, per every $5,000 you're going to finance, it's less than $20 a month. Right. You're going to lose a house yeah. that you absolutely sure. that love. That blows people's minds. I'll, I'll you tell you what, last week, uh, we literally walked out of a showing yeah. on a house our clients were very interested in. Uh, and as I stepped outside of my phone service kicked in, I got a voicemail from the listing agent. The house had just gone under contract. Exactly. 
Yeah. I mean, it's 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 that fast. It, it really is. The good ones are not not sitting at all. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's it's certainly that's a tough part of your job and right that now. Was the one they wanted. Yep. Yeah. And that's a really tough part of your job right now is to explain exactly what we just talked about. You know, exactly. Saturday I sent out another prequal for this young couple. Um, you know, it's almost like, you know, after seven offers of the same reason why you're losing the offer, that real estate agent really needs to let them know why they're losing the offer. Yep. It's because they're not being realistic. If you see a decent house out there, that's very far and few between right now in some areas. You got to take advantage of it. Yeah. You know, yeah. you got to go for it. So. Yeah, well, that, that's all good stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely, definitely. <laughs> yeah, so that's our job, trying to re reiterate that, explain that to the buyers and um, so that they understand that they don't lose out on the house that they really love. Absolutely, yep. Well, we've spent a lot more time trying to educate our clients and kind of explaining the process a little bit better because, and I think you know this very well too, I mean, they, they don't understand a lot of what happens sure. or... You know, I know there's times where you need duplicate paperwork. Yep. And people are like, why are you making me send it again? Yep. Yep. Why do you care? Just do it. But again, I think that's, you know, part and parcel of, I don't really know what's happening here. Right. Explain this yeah. to me. Well, you know, again, you bring up a... The one thing we've been fighting against in our industry right now is fighting against that entity on the billboard or yeah. online. Okay. The app or whatever it is. You guys must see it all the time yeah. too. Where well, I got a I got a prequel uh, pre letter from I won't use the name, yeah, um, but you know <laughs> there could be several of these, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and they said I'm fine. Well, that's great. Um, they they really a they're not licensed. Um, these folks that you're talking to on the phone, and B, because they're in a call center somewhere. Call center, right. and uh, normally those numbers are not the way they are. I have a lot of uh, real estate agents or broker owners who say, "Hey, they were approved through X Y Z online. Take a look at the numbers." And my numbers are completely different, mm -hmm. downward from what they were told by the computer at 1:30 in the morning. Yeah. So normally, you know, hey, it's a big difference. Let's go through this. Things aren't getting done the way they should be get done for a prequal. So the biggest thing that we've been combating is, why are you not trying to work local? Our rates right. are all in the same area. Yeah. We are all virtually the same here. It comes down to service. Who can you call on a Sunday at 2 o'clock? Can you call your laptop? No. <laughs> you know? So, you know, it, it, me yeah. as a, a buyer for anything, I want to get out there. I want to physically meet them, talk to them, know that they're there. Mm -hmm. I don't want to have to depend on, please, please, you know, what you're telling me is going to be correct at the end of the day. That's huge. And then also in the end with the closing costs, you know, the people in yep. the call center don't necessarily know the area well enough. Correct. They can't Correct. easily estimate what the actual closing cost would be and perhaps some things are missing and yeah. that's huge at the end when you find out you owe maybe a ten thousand or no, sorry not uh, like a thousand more than sure. you're expected yeah yep. um that's huge it absolutely is and yeah. you know joe you've been very nice over the years giving me you know full trust in your clients i'm sure it's not my cologne it's because yeah. of the <laughs> fact that from day one i'm sitting at the closing with your client too yeah um and our numbers at the closing day are usually less than we were telling That's them so from the nice. beginning They're because always a little bit yeah. less whether yeah. it's a dollar or four dollars it's always less i've never seen it more and it's funny just before i met him i had a situation where i had a client get a pre-approval actually be told a payment mm -hmm. the day of closing saw a payment that was about $400 a month more. Yeah. Wow. And it was because the original payment 
didn't have Show the escrows. Didn't have anything in it. Yeah. I mean, that's a shocker. And I that day was like, I was like, I need somebody good that I can trust. Yeah. That yeah. resembles Jimmy Neutron a tiny bit. And you <laughs> were obviously does. my guy. <laughs> yeah, I've been told that. What's the other one? You can't unsee it. What's the other one I just got uh, from Futurama? Uh, <laughs> Which one? Oh, what's They're his name? Aliens. No, the uh, the, the one on oh, future. Like the guy? Yeah, like yeah. Yes. human being. Yeah, what's his name? <laughs> uh, I whatever it is. Yeah. I was yeah, I was told That's that uh, recently. But yeah. uh, no, but I, I mean, listen, uh, this is geared towards whether you're a first-time real estate, you know, looking to buy or someone that's bought before. Um, bottom line is this. The new regulations that have been out there for our industry, there was a witch hunt on the mortgage industry. And real one? and it was literally, I mean, it was unbelievable, the licensing and everything else. Now, we were part of the people who were fighting for legislation saying, how come our industry, I'm losing deals to the guy who's A, not licensed, they're getting the closing table and getting sabotaged and yeah. just completely ambushed, right? Yeah. So we were calling for this and then it was like, oh my God, be careful what you wish for because you know, I was told back in 2009 after the, the mortgage meltdown, well, you got three chances to pass this national test that we just made up and there might be some quirks in it. Yeah. Good luck, because if you don't, you can't originate for a year. Mm -hmm. What? I mean, that's similar to us, you know, with the, the process. But sure. but I think our test is a little more, like, flushed out. <laughs> and, and now, you know, they, they've kind of gone from the extreme to right in the middle of where they should be. Yeah. So, listen, normally you should be getting a very good licensed professional, we would hope, but yeah. when, we, when you go out to paint the house, you know, get, hire a painter, you don't always get what you think you're getting, right? I mean, you, exactly. could, you could strike out, you could hit a home run, whatever it may be. But um, my point to this is, as a buyer now, whether it's a first time home buyer or someone hasn't bought in, in a decade, the laws protect the buyer now so much. If you get to a closing table and you are surprised like a big surprise in payment, mostly payment shock or difference, uh, or closing cost difference, you were asleep at the wheel the first six times those forms came out to you to sign. Mm. There is such a conveyor belt of knowledge. You know, it's you the same. That you yep. Numbers yep. I saw this last time. Tuesday. Still good with it. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. I, I mean, you really have seen it a lot. So I, I scratch my head when I still hear some of these stories. Yeah. Um, but the main thing to know for buyers. Um, and as potentially another home buyer in the future yeah. and being in this industry, you are very well protected now. You really, really are. Mm -hmm. uh, and you have to be with 18 cooks in the kitchen from start to finish, <laughs> you know, go, going from home inspector to appraiser to real estate agent to me, the to processor, underwriter, attorney, but, but, but I mean, yeah. there's a lot of folks touching this file. I tell clients now, if you haven't purchased in the last 10 years, if you purchased before that, you have no idea what's going on. Anymore. Absolutely. It's a completely different process. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, uh, and, and again, I think that's important for people to know because you, I had this conversation with, with, you know, people who are obviously a little bit older and, and adults and have owned a home before. Yep. And, I'm, you know, they, they, they know the way it is. And I'm like, mm, you don't. Yeah. So much more different, so much different than it was before. And that's kind of why we're doing this stuff. You know, yeah. this, I, I think, in large part is, is really to help our clients yep. to understand the process yep. and to help other agents explain it to their clients yeah. exactly how this works. So thank you so yeah. much well, for- no, uh, I, I appreciate the, the platform, because again, it's very hard to really try to sell yourself uh, differently than a billboard that's telling them something completely different than what they're hearing or you know seeing uh, when you actually run their situation. Right. 
So I appreciate that. Of course, you know? and we want to bring you here because like you said, there are so many cooks in the kitchen, but honestly, what makes a successful transaction is having the core team. And so you being one of the members of our team, yep. um, you know, that is the most important. So we got the perfect realtor, the perfect loan officer, the perfect attorney. And honestly, that's what keeps things going. Absolutely. The, and then the great relationship yep. with the other side, which is something that we also pride ourselves on is having a mutually beneficial relationship with the other side. I'm the charm guy. Yeah. Well, that's interesting though, because mm -hmm. that's something you don't hear and I don't think buyers hear enough right. of. So actually, can you explain that to me? Like when you, uh, you know, position yourself with an offer on the other side and let's say the offer is accepted, what's what's this whole synergy between you and the other side? Well, when we, first of all, we're very respectful when we're asking for um, a showing. Uh, we show up on time, we give uh, timely feedback, um, we're helpful in our feedback. But when we submit the offers, I uh, let the other agent know that they can be expecting an offer. Mm -hmm. um, I get the offer to them as soon as we, they, I can. Um, I have a little overview of the offer that's attached, you know, with all the information that they need to um, speak with their client and sell the offer sure. to get it accepted. Yep. Um, and then I also give a little blurb about Joe and I, and I give our contact information. Um, I say that, uh, you know, what they can expect from us, how we work, um, you know, we're responsive, uh, we're respectful, we're looking to get this to close. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that goes a really long way. Yeah, because you see it a lot on our end where it's just like, guys, you're working for the same end all here. Right. You have a seller that needs to get out and you have a buyer who wants to get in. Yeah. I don't, you know, sometimes there's a disconnect and I, you just don't understand where the disconnect's coming from. Yeah. You know, it's simple communication as you just pointed out. But. Yeah. And we've talked about this before. We feel that the old way of doing things, the hard sell is just gone. Right now it's really about relationships and having a great, um, you know, interaction in a great sale because mm -hmm. the seller wants top dollar. We understand that. Um, and the buyer wants a really great price. Um, and so you kind of work on that in a, in a respectful way and yeah. it's, all, it's all wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Plus with two of us, you can play good agent, bad agent. We've done that. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Works. As yeah. parents, we know how that yeah. works very well, right? Yeah, the good cop, bad cop. Bad it's fun doing it. It's fun doing it to another adult. Yeah, I've been <laughs> fortunate. I'm sorry about Abby. Yeah, you yep. know how it is. You know how it is. Yeah. yeah. Been very fortunate to be the good cop in my children's relationships <laughs> for the last, you know, 14 years. So, yeah. uh, sorry, Paula. <laughs> and by the way, uh, you were talking about your daughter's team. Uh, state championship and all that i wish i could say state championship oh, no where, where, what was it uh, they were only like six games away from being champs you so know only yeah, six yeah. Away. no it was the it was How the first game in? first oh, game of states yeah first, first game, game of states, of states. Wow. didn't go well on a on a, on a cold uh, saturday night and i uh, was certainly hoping for the season in a good way to be over uh, but apparently we're going to continue that with some postseason practice which uh postseason practice might be a little bit overkill, but we'll go from there. That's a, another podcast for another day, I guess, right? So, thanks for asking. That. Yeah. So you want to talk a little about FHA now, or? Yeah. Well, I mean, when we talked about uh, what was going to be some hot buttons, I mean, yeah, first-time home buyers, of course. Button. But you know, FHA is a program. Um, that is utilized for both first time and, and you could have bought a million times over. You just can't hold two at the same time. Now there are exceptions. So, um, you can't hold two at the same time, but then I've also heard that um, 
how long does it take in between purchases? Is there a time? There's no Zero. time period. Simultaneous oh, close. I feel like that's something I used okay. to think. Yep. Simultaneous close for sure can be done. So you'll be closing out one FHA and buying a new home two hours later on the on the new one. Yeah. So you what they do? Yeah, they'll cancel out the uh, okay. the case number and you have a new case number ready to go. But they they won't wire and they won't you know uh, sign off on until they see that old case number is done. Okay. So closing documents, the whole nine yards. Right. They're crazy so. about those case numbers at FHA. And they stick with them we've for a while. Some, yeah, yeah. We've had some issues on that before. And we've run into issues lately uh, with lenders not releasing them. So in other words, a client will go FHA with a lender who's advertising the world um, and it doesn't go very well and they want out and they want to get to somebody they can talk to and trust and, and get the right answers. Uh, but that case number is still associated with that home. So yeah, if okay. an appraisal was done, yep. I now have to go beg the billboard company, can you release the case number please? So take them out of you know online purgatory please yeah. and, and let's move on, let them move on. Uh, but normally it's, it's a very easy process. It should take minutes. Just sometimes that's another job for us to go chase and, and get done, you okay. know. Um, but, you know, just, just going back to FHA here, uh, again, everyone, biggest misconception, first-time homebuyer program. Mm -hmm. Not. Not at all, okay, um, as we just found out. So, you know, the benefits of FHA are low down payment, number one, okay. Low down payment, you can have as little as $100 down right now. I didn't know if you guys have dealt with any of these recently. No. Okay, so that's no. it's a hundred dollar HUD home program. This has been out now for a little over two years, but very quiet about it, right? Mm -hmm. So what you do is you go to HUD.gov, which is their site. You're going to look up HUD homes in the search, mm -hmm. and it's going to bring up every home in Connecticut or or logistically that you want to you know target into. So zip code something like that. Um, these homes are, are HUD owned, yeah. obviously, um, and with a hundred dollar down payment, you can get into the home instead of the normal three and a half percent down payment. Exactly, yeah. Okay. So has to be a HUD home. Um, and these homes sometimes tend to have a little bit of non FHA compliant issues, peeling paint, missing a handrail. No furnace. You got it. <laughs> Furnace needs repair. Yeah, you know, um, just so these homes also come up with um, what they'll do is hold up to five thousand dollars in escrow mm -hmm. to make these repairs post close. So you're able to close on the home with the defect, knowing that it will be done post close. And you usually have about a thirty to forty five day window to get those repairs done. And then someone comes back out and it's correct. Yeah, the same appraiser who goes out there initially is going to be also the watchdog for HUD. Okay. So simple process. Um, Does it matter who you use, what um, contractor you use? You do this? have to have two quotes okay. by a licensed contractor. Right. It can't be from Uncle Tom who writes yeah. it on a cocktail napkin. Yeah. The deck will only be 100 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Not going to work. Not going to work. Um, so <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yes. So uh, that's been a, a pretty uh, terrific program because, again, um, a lot of these homes are in good shape. You'd be surprised. You'd right. really be surprised. So it really comes down to window repair, peeling paint repair, minor, minor things. I don't know. I see a lot of them that are just like, like, burst pipes and stuff. But I guess yeah. there are other ones out there. And the burst pipe thing also don't be leery of it if it's minor. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, again, you hear burst Correct. pipe and you think, oh my God. Yeah, like it, it, you could have just a one isolated area in the home that is, you know, sheetrock and a pipe repair. But what's hard with 
with those is oftentimes the water's turned off, so you can Correct. test things. Correct. So there yeah. are some challenges, but it doesn't mean that it can't be purchased. They get done all the time yeah. if they're done the right way. In other words, you get you get a contractor in there to tell you exactly what they feel, right? Yeah. Because we don't know what it is on the inspection, and neither does the inspector. No. He looks and he says, wet wall, something you know, burst during the winterization, blah, blah, blah. Um, you get a general contractor in there who does this every day. They'll pinpoint it right down, give you a little higher estimate, but at least we know if we're in a ballpark yeah. to be able to tell your clients, listen, we can close on that FHA loan knowing that that repair will get done post-close. Okay. It's called an escrow holdback, and we deal with these all the time mm -hmm. for this exact reason. You know, unfortunately, you have such a, a high foreclosure rate, you know, in the state. Yeah. We find a lot of these homes out there. They're good homes. It's sometimes a very minor, yeah. minor repair. Right. So I don't think people should be running away from these. I would almost say on the contrary. These are homes that people are... Oh, nope, nope. You know, they go right away from it initially, and you have so much less set of eyes looking through that home and seeing the benefits. Mm -hmm. So maybe a good, you know, I wouldn't, you know, go out there just looking for burst pipe homes, but no. <laughs> you get my point is, you know, foreclosed homes should not scare you away. Yeah, so if you have a buyer that's looking to kind of, um, you know, do some work right up front or are okay with doing that, yep. perhaps don't have to move in right after closing, this yep. might be a really great option. Absolutely, and FHA still is the leader in lower credit score uh, approvals. Right. Um, we've seen them as low as a 580. Now that doesn't mean we're back in 2007 before yeah. the crash and we're saying, hey, you got a 550, but you look nice. Let's yeah. give you that loan. Um, no, you still have to be approved through the FHA uh, underwriting system, yeah. which is still taking everything into consideration. You might have a 580 because of divorce. We see that a lot where one spouse stops paying on all the accounts they're both on, despite whatever it may be, and it crashes credit down. But the rest of the outlook of that credit or, or that individual might be awesome. You know, decent savings, ability to get gift, um, job for, you know, on the job for a long time. I mean, there's compensating factors that get these lower credit scores done. If you're a lower credit score, you have a dollar in your savings account, you've been on your job a month and a half, don't think that's gonna work. Now, no. <laughs> Can I, I gotta ask you this question, because only because you and I personally dealt with this numerous times. Okay. Mm -hmm. The gift letter. Ah. And <laughs> people putting large sums of money yes. into their accounts without a gift letter, even though it's been explained not to do that without mm -hmm. a gift letter, why do you think people do it anyway? Because they think that they're smarter than the loan officer and the underwriter and the real estate agent who told them not to. And that's what it always comes down to. And then it just comes down to, okay, damage control. And there are ways to reverse bad mojo that just happened, uh, meaning we back the gift out and then we show the underwriter where it came from originally, why, and then here's the real gift trail to make this happen mm -hmm. correctly. Um, I don't know if it's because of all your files, but I actually send out now. <laughs> I actually send out uh, in my packet, like when I meet with your buyer, you know, I'll run their credit. And if somebody runs my credit, I want it. Like, exactly. let me see what you, yeah. you know, what you just ran. So uh, I'll send out a welcome packet, which has the credit report and some other useful information. If we even get a hint of gifting, I have made this, I mean, it is gift 101. Very, very easy to follow, um, but certainly if I know the gift potentially might be an issue, we're gonna really talk them through on how to do it correctly. It's very simple, by the way. An FHA will allow 100% gift from family, friends, 
fiance, fiance's relatives. Um, interesting. They were so lenient on one where obviously they, they, this couple wasn't married yet. Um, the fiance was the one who had all the funds uh, saved for the home because they didn't realize they had to have it in a joint account or whatever the case. Um, and, and usually with FHA, they want family, friends, you know, blood relative. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you are engaged, well, prove it. So yeah. literally went on, got a screenshot of the Facebook announcement that we're engaged. FHA said all day long, That's got, it. Oh, got no it, no problem. That's cool. Yeah. So I mean, where there's a will, there's a way to make those types of things work. And with a lower down payment, you know, um, uh, loan like this, you're going to have to be creative to make sure that the gift and everything else is, right. is trailed correctly. Right. Yeah. So. I had a question. I totally forgot about it. Well, while she thinks of that, you're a miracle worker, and I would say you really are. Because I mean, Chris, we've had so many of those. It happens all the time. That's it's why I, I don't know it if really it's just is. your files. It feels like it is. I mean, I always I remember too. Do you remember? Um, can I buy a diamond? Yes, I do remember that. Yes, that's no. in the can I buy a diamond file now that we yep. go back to every year when we talk about our favorites. Question yes. from a client. Yeah. Like during the during the process? yes, can yeah. I buy a diamond? No. I didn't ask any questions about the size or no. what. That I just the answer was no. No. Yeah. No refrigerator. We've no talked about couch, this. Yeah. No car. No. Avoid the diamond while the buying diamond. a home. Yeah. 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 So the question yeah. was: Is there a difference in debt for um, a purchaser between medical debt and credit card? Debt? Big time. Yeah. So the rules have changed uh, on that for FHA. So any medical collections now. Actually, it changed for the credit bureaus as well. So any medical collection or past derogatory medical accounts are no longer factored in your credit score oh. because of all the insurance disputes. Yeah. It's not, in most cases, it wasn't the person. It was this these entities, they're trying to get this thing filtered through and, and you got insurance fighting insurance. So no longer factored in credit scores and definitely no longer factored in the uh, FHA approval process. That's great. You can actually close FHA loans right now still with up to $2,000 in collection debt. Oh, wow, with yes. medical collection debt. Forget oh, medical, medical debt. isn't even counted. Just oh. let's say you have a, um, there's a collection for a credit card of yeah. you know $1,700. Well, you can close that loan with still that collection still open and on that report That's so interesting. if it's $2,000 or less. Okay. And while we're on this, if you have collection or a derogatory account mm -hmm. and you're saying, I'm going to look you know, for a house uh, with Abby and Joe on Saturday and I know I got this thing back there, this old skeleton. I'm gonna pay it off right now. I'm just gonna get yeah. it done. Yeah, no. Don't, 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 don't. <laughs> because these bureaus, you know, they're pulling from live active accounts mm -hmm. and live active activity. The minute you go pay off that three year ago debt that you never paid, you have now triggered a DROG credit score uh, right. fluctuation. Because you paid it off and then possibly closed the credit card as well, right? You pay them at the closing. There you go. You pay them at the closing. That's great. So before you do anything, mm -hmm. you should talk to a professional. Yes. That's probably, that would be, I would think. Highly encouraged, highly encouraged. If, you, if yeah. you've got some things and you've got some questions, these things. are the people, but you should seek out, and it doesn't have to necessarily yeah. be us, but it should. Yeah. Um, 
we can answer your questions and, and get you so that you're, you don't do something that you think you're, is benefiting you that's actually uh, working against you. Absolutely. Yeah. There, there's so many things out there. There's little tips and tricks. They, they just got to sit down with somebody. Before. Don't be clicking I'm not a robot to go find yeah. out your best financial situation. <laughs> yeah. uh, avoid that. Um, like if, that. If you're clicking that box to go get real sound advice, there's trouble. Yeah. So sit down at a table with a live human being mm -hmm. in your local market. You know, and you'll come right to them all the time. Yeah, even on a golf course. Even on, we've done that, I we think, have. probably <laughs> once or twice. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. But uh, it's un unfortunate where 15 years ago when I started this, I did every application at the kitchen table, and now probably one out of ten just wants to meet, and the other nine say no, just email everything, just you know, mm. which makes things more. You know, I'd rather go through one sit down and explain why you're going to see what you're seeing initially yeah. on these forms because all these forms are just initial. They're worth the, the paper they're written on, except for a couple of, you know, key factors. But um, nobody wants to meet anymore, you know, in person, which does make it a little bit harder to translate well, what to it expect. It also means that their lives are crazy. Well, I get it. Yeah. No, I totally get it. Um, I just, I think that if we're making a, a situation where I'm going to buy a $250,000 house You're my right. first time, I'm going to make time. Even if you bring, bring your child in, I got a bucket full of toys we'll keep them busy with, uh, for, you know, leftovers for my kids. It, it's just whatever the situation may be, we'll mold it the right way. And I know you guys do that too. Yeah, um, it, it's, it's what's going to work best, but you really, I, I'm, I'm, looking for that initial sit down with them it just makes the whole process so much more smooth yeah well most of the process is based on trust right Agreed. I trust that you're a good person that Agreed. you're a smart person you know yep. what you're talking about and at that initial meeting I can explain all the process to you I can answer all the questions that you have and you know we were just having a conversation with, with clients over the weekend where it was any questions I have one turned in about eight and we yep. stood there in the driveway, there in the driveway freezing. And I was like, guys, listen. I'm like, you know, you, you shouldn't have questions. Yeah. They both purchased homes years ago, yep. long, long before, you know, all this stuff went down. Yep. So it is all different. And it just became like a fun Q&A in the driveway. And, and we love to do that yep. because, yeah. you know, an educated client is, is a, I think, an easier one to, Absolutely. to help. Yeah, because yeah. even though you do sit down at the kitchen table and you do have that buyer console, um, they may not understand it at that time. Maybe you don't explain it the way that they need it mm -hmm. explained to them. Um, and so things do pop up along the way. Yeah, I would agree 100%. Yeah. And, and at least nowadays with DocuSign and it, it, for hectic lives, whether it's a married couple, single couple, kids, the, you know, running all over the place, uh, all programs now allow for um, documents to be sent out and signed electronically. Yeah. So it, it, the ease is there towards the finish line. Yeah. You know, it used to be they'd have to come in three days before closing to, to sign, you know, ink on paper. And, and um, you know, that was certainly troubling or, or a hardship for some folks, right. you know. Um, so with you guys, I, you know, you see it on contracts now, you can get the DocuSign done. Uh, all our programs, all the programs out there, whether it's government or non-government, you can do everything electronically if you choose. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. Yep, yeah. yep, so. I've got one more for you. Go ahead. And it's one that's crept up now, and I've never really dealt with it before, but this question keeps coming up where people are selling on one end and buying on another. There's that fear of being homeless. Yes. Okay. And we always assure them that it's not how it's going to work. Mm -hmm. um, can you explain how that works and how we try to merge these things together to make the process smooth so that they can close 
on 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 a home on. So like a, a waterfall closing. So this yes. Yes. So that happens. And, yeah. Yeah. I always freak out. They're like, I don't want to be homeless, and I'm like, well, I, I won't let you be homeless. That's the and, last thing. And on my list. listen, and that comes down to who you're working with, yeah. because you, the, the reason why they're asking is because they've heard the horror story yeah. at work. Um, so it does come down to the team and the attorney at the end of the day. Um, but these simultaneous clothes, which they're called, uh, these happen all the time where you're closing in the morning on your property and you're closing on the new property in the afternoon. All this is done very, very easily as long as their buyers got everything in time. Yeah. Which, you're right, um, you light the candle and hope that they're working with a trusted professional. Mm -hmm. um, but even in situations where uh, folks, let's say that their sale didn't go well and they're still supposed to close on, on the home in the afternoon. Well, those delays could happen. Mm -hmm. They might happen. And that's where, you know, we're going to, and I've always done this, where if your rate is coming up, I'm extending it for free. You know, we're doing everything we can to, I get it. No, I, no but I get it. And what is it really costing the company? Yeah. You know, to, to keep a client under the roof with their kids for two more days through a weekend. It's always the weekend because it's that's always Friday right. something blew up on the end of their sale. Yeah. And they're absolutely devastated. They got the moving trucks lined up. Well, you know, maybe a, a hold harmless is done. Yes. Right? Which so, fine. which uh, do you want to explain a hold harmless on your um, end? So basically, it's just an agreement where the buyer can move into the home. Um, they don't actually own the home, but they're essentially renting it for uh, a couple of days yes. from the seller. From the seller, and that's so that's this one with you twice. Yeah, and this is going to be a situation most of the time where they don't have a home to sell to yeah. be able to qualify. So, so in other words, they, they, they're uh, maybe renting right now and they were hoping to get in on Friday and it didn't work or out. Or it could even just be um, just keeping your things there. Absolutely. You know, so you don't have to have it in a truck Correct. for over the weekend. Yes, yeah. yeah. So that, that's that's the normal you know procedure and yeah. you see that so much here. Right. Um, but I gotta tell you, I mean, knock on wood, uh, with this, the process now, and uh, go back way in our conversation about the new rules and regulations, there's so many time triggers that have to happen on the mortgage end that you should see a red flag coming from a mile away right you should yep and that should be a, a red flag on your sale or a red flag on your buy yeah you're totally asleep at the wheel like you said yes if that it gets the, the down to the wire or yeah or, or your counsel's not you know preparing you correctly whatever yeah. it may be you know but um when those situations come up you, i know you guys roll up your sleeves we've worked together on a few of these too um our company is never going to let somebody be homeless, have to rent a hotel room or do, you know, I, I can't speak for what they're going to have to do with the moving company to move that right. date. There are other logistics. You may have to spend a night. You may have to put the dog in the kennel yeah. like that. Um, but we're not, you know, we don't want you in a hotel for three weeks. No, never, 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 never going to happen. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll accommodate what we have to do. We're all human. We're all family, mm -hmm. you know, so, um, we all have families. We know how it is. Right. So yeah, that's great. Yeah. Chris Sedillo, North Point Mortgage. We get his info right up here on the screen. Yeah. Uh, if you got mortgage questions, great guy to talk to. And again, the numbers, man, always so spot on. I appreciate that. Thank you. You. you appreciate it. I appreciate yeah. it. It's great to be able to give a client numbers and, and have that be what the number is going to be. It's amazing, so right? Uh, you get what you're told from the beginning. Isn't that amazing? It is amazing. <laughs> it continues to blow my mind every time. Chris, thank you so much for joining Thanks us. Thanks for having this me. Yeah, really appreciate you know. it. Great to yeah. see you again.
Great to see you again. Absolutely. Uh, we love bringing on experts who, who know what they're talking about. And uh, Chris, just the latest in a, in a line of uh, great people we're going to have come on and, and uh, give you different sides of the real estate industry. For Abby Bro, I'm Joe McGuire. Thanks so much for checking out this week's Closing Time Podcast.